I'm Caleb Kid Coy, Epic Legacy Hero Builder, and I'd like to welcome you to Living Like a Bank. Along with myself, you'll hear from other successful experts and people who are busy serving and empowering many lives. You'll see how we're showing others to become debt-free in record time as they build economic discipline while generating a bulletproof family legacy revenue stream together. We'll learn how to live and operate just like the banks do. Hey, what's going on, beautiful people, and welcome back to Business Book Club, aka Living Like a Bank podcast. As always, I am your host, Caleb Kid Coyer, alchemized slayer of mediocrity, heroic family legacy builder, and the very host of our program today. And join with me to discuss the controversial 48 Laws of Power, Mr. Chris McFarlane. How are you today, brother? With the big, I, I could call you the big D there with that hat, right? That's right. I'm uh, I'm uh, repping for my favorite team today. I was uh, just at camp, so um, as long as that doesn't stand for Big Doofus, right? I think we're good. Uh, you be, the, uh, we'll let the audience be the judge of that. Okay, one. so sounds sounds fair enough. Well, guys, we're having lots of fun here. We're back in Mr. Roberts Green, Forty Eight Laws of Power, on Law Number Nine. Win through your actions, never through arguments. Some good advice there, right? Any momentary triumph you think you've gained through argument is really a Pyrrhic victory. Did I pronounce that right? The resentment and ill will you stir up is stronger and lasts longer than any momentary change of opinion. It is much more powerful to get others to agree with you through your actions without saying a word. Demonstrate, do not explicate. What do you think about that, Chris? Do uh, actions indeed speak louder than words? Well, Caleb, you're the rock and roll expert, and I'm trying to remember the band and the song that's like, show me, don't tell me, right? I mean, like, who, who is that? Who is that? You know better than I do. I, actually, I, I'm, I'm not sure at the moment. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter, but sh show me, don't tell me, right? Show me, don't tell me. Okay, show fair me, enough. Show me, right? Or uh, in, in any form of sales, if anybody's ever done any kind of sales or marketing or anything, the, the message uh, needs to kind of speak for itself. Uh, from what I understand of breakthrough advertising, um, that's what, you know, that's what that's all about. Or I, I could get fairly personal. Um, uh, for those who don't know, I'm married to a Japanese woman. And um, in Japan, culturally, I was telling this to Michael the other day when I was hanging out with him, but it's just like culturally in Japan, they show love and they're loving but they don't use the words. And I mean, I'm not talking about in English, even in Japanese, they don't say I love you or the equivalent of I love you. But that's really what we're talking about. They, they demonstrate and they show love. They give gifts. They bring food, um, you know, coffee, tea, whatever. They, they demonstrate and show. And that is exactly what we're talking about right here. Well, it is. And we, and we look at this old Roman story and it reminds me of a old Greek word by the name of agape, which actually means love in action. Right. How, how right. do we demonstrate what we're trying to communicate? And this, uh, this story is a little bit brutal, right? We, we talk about an engineer who is uh, trying to help the Roman army gain a victory and uh, thought his engineering expertise would win over and uh, ended up costing him his life. Tell us a bit about that, Chris. Uh, yeah, I mean, they don't give the name of this poor unnamed engineer. They, <laughs> oh, they don't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's he wasn't a historic figure for his engineering genius. Exactly. And uh, and I guess, I mean, the, the I guess I should just tell the story first. Uh, so uh, it's during Roman times and uh, they're trying to batter down a wall. 
and uh, and he's from uh, a city that's known for engineers and he's like known as the best engineer in the city um and and he has this great reputation and he's got some not false pride legitimate pride in in, in what he does and he knows what he's doing and stuff and uh the the roman general uh has some preconceived ideas about how long the battering ram should be you know like whatever however many cubits like let's say seven or whatever right and so they, they they send these orders to hey build us a battering ram that's seven cubits long and the engineer's like well, what do you mean seven cubits it should be five because of this formula and yada yada whatever right, right? and so the you know the, the guys who brought in the order are like bro just uh, we know our boss we hear you but just do what the man said or otherwise it might not end up so good for for all of us right because because we're going to look bad and it might not even end up good for you so so finally the engineer in that moment does agree all right all right all right one at seven cubits i'll make the damn thing seven cubits they go away but the engineer's stubborn he he knows he's right and he builds it for like five cubits and sends it off well and i think his intentions were good too and, yeah, and essentially right. he was trying to protect human life right i don't want you guys to lose this battle okay we get it exactly he's he's trying to help him he's he's acting but he didn't i guess the real point here I don't think there's any justice in what happened to him, but there is a moral to the story that if he had in some way, and we'll get to this next, demonstrated rather than talking about what he was doing, he might have been able to persuade him. So him getting flogged and scourged to death was not necessarily ample. Well, that was actually that was a plot spoiler, but so so you we jumped ahead of me just a tiny bit there. That's okay though. I couldn't help myself. What can I say? Yeah, well, I mean, just filling in the blank there. So they, they deliver the, the, um, two sh- the, 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 according to the general, the too short battering ram. And the general's like, this is too short. And, and the guys are like, we told him to send the longer one, boss. We did. We did what you said, boss. We did what you said. And then he even promised us to send the one you ordered. And so, you know, it, it's all just this general's pride, really. But it, it doesn't really matter what caused it. As you already have said now, Gets out of the day, bag. They, they bring him back into the camp and, and they let him talk as long as he wants. And he runs his mouth. And as soon as they stop talking, the general orders him to be caned and flogged to death. Ouch. <clears throat> yeah. Rough day to be an engineer. What Rough day. And as, as you uh, so eloquently mentioned, his uh, name was not recorded in history. So specified here the engineer whose name has not been recorded in history had spent his life designing masts and pillars and was respected as the finest engineer in a city that excelled in the science he knew he was right but the military leader thought he was right too which brings us to a great point right it is simply a question it's not simply a question of avoiding an argument with those who stand above you we all believe we are masters in the realms of opinion and reasoning. I don't know what they're talking about there. Well, you must be careful then. Learn to demonstrate. Here's that love and action, the correctness of your ideas indirectly. So I've got a great uh, pop culture reference. Okay, uh, here we go. Talking about here. Um, for those who've seen Game of Thrones, and I don't know if anybody's ever seen that show. A few people have seen it. <laughs> a few people. Uh, but, but, but in Game of Thrones, uh, Queen Cersei is uh, talking to Littlefinger. And Littlefinger gives one of his best speeches of the whole movie, in my opinion. He gives this brilliant, eloquent speech about what power is and yada, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And, and then Cersei uh, has 
like three or four, you know, big dudes in armor with swords around her. And she's like, seize him. Cut his throat. Wait, stop. I changed my mind. Grab him again. Put him on his knees. Okay, let him up. That's power, she says hmm. to him. <laughs> there you go. She demonstrated. Demonstrated. Very few words. And um, uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time is uh, Martin Luther, not King, not, not King Jr., the, 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 the guy who founded Lutheranism, but Martin Luther famously said, preach the gospel at all times and use words if necessary. Hmm. So preach with your actions, essentially. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I guess one last thing before we move on to the next topic, as um, our, our beloved producer, Michael, and I had a chance to get out in the sunshine and uh, take in a, a professional football practice the other day. And uh, it's not just football, but in any sport, uh, a lot of times uh, some leaders lead vocally, but not most of them. In my uh, experience as a lifelong sports fan, uh, most leaders lead by example. And, and not, not just in sports. I think that's also true in, in most walks of life, you know? Yep. As parents, that's a, that's a good role to try and fulfill, is it not? Michael, right. you're a parent. Well, since, since he brought it up, no, I was going to bring up the football example. I, I was going to say that, I mean, I think our new coach for the team that you're proudly wearing, um, I think learned that in the last couple of weeks that he made the mistake of talking about what's the right thing to do and what's the wrong thing to do when he realized very quickly when he got smacked down that he needed to just shut up and let's show it on the field. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> we, right. We know he has the goods. We know he knows how to do it. He needs to just stop talking about it and just wait till he can talk about it after the success. Yep. And I actually have a theory, Michael, that he did it on purpose to show what happens when you do talk too much, but that's just, mm. that's my theory. I share that with, I got to give credit to Cecil Lammy a well-known Denver reporter uh, who actually got that theory from, but I share Cecil Lammy's theory on that anyway. But um, <clears throat> yep. Show, show me, don't tell me bottom line is whether he was trying to show his players what happens when you do talk too much or whether he did just make a mistake <laughs> and get slapped down. But, but either way uh, it is, I totally agree with what Michael said, you know, like roll out on the field and, and let your play do the talking is a there you go. In sports, right? <clears throat> there you go. So transitioning over to uh, the famous Michelangelo, interesting story here, right? Famous artist, famous sculptor. Yeah, exactly. he, uh, he really used his wits there. He was called in to essentially repair this damaged sculpture, uh, but he, there was a nose issue going on. It wasn't there, Chris, Bit a bit, bit of a nose issue. Tell us about it. Well, uh, yeah, right, there was, and that's a good introduction to it, but was there or wasn't there is the real question. Precisely. Right. So just to set the stage, um, Michelangelo has been, you know, he's, he's obviously Michelangelo, right? The, the, the absolute master craftsman. This is a finished product. This is not a work in progress. This isn't a rough draft. This is a, a finished sculpture that he's meticulously poured his heart and soul into for God knows how long. And um, this patron um, who is very important to him, and it's not like he's going to get caned and flogged, but if he does the wrong thing or says too much, he could have the professional equivalent of caning and flogging, right? True. He could lose a very important patron. Yep. So um, this is an observance of the law rather than the, uh, the, the other one that we looked at where he handles it. Uh, he handles it the right way, right? Instead of the violation of the law that we already talked about. So Michelangelo is like, oh, you think the nose is a little bit off? And, and he realizes immediately 
that it's just the perspective and the angle of the patron who's like looking up the you know nostril of the thing, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And and so instead of trying to explain that to him or give some long formula and explanation about the dynamics of physics and perspective and vanishing point and a bunch of gobbledygook, he's like, okay, uh, hold on. And he grabs his chisel and he grabs a little bit of uh, dust that's just laying there. And he makes a show of like making a couple of little tiny adjustments and dropping down the, the dust to make it look realistic, realizing that the guy can't, the whole point is he can't really accurately see what's going on because of his perspective. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, okay. Now do me a favor. Just step back just a little bit and now look at it. <laughs> oh, Michelangelo is beautiful now. Yeah, yes. It's, it's yes. perfection. Perfecto. Oh, we love oh, it. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't do anything except, except humor him a little bit and, and right. change his perspective back to the proper viewing angle. Right. And, and I, as I an intelligent about, sleight of hand, if you will, it is a very, a very good and, and a literal sleight of hand. And, and thinking back to that engineer, the unnamed engineer, if he had somehow managed to actually demonstrate the difference between the five cubit and the seven cubit battering ram in a way that the general could have seen, it might have ended different. That is a good point. That is a good point. I would say Michelangelo is smarter than he looks, but I really don't know what Michelangelo looks like. So let's talk about the keys to power. The image here is the seesaw, essentially up and down, up and down, go the arguers getting nowhere fast, get off the seesaw, show them your meaning without kicking or pushing, leave them at the top and let gravity bring them gently to the ground. That's a nice little analogy, isn't it? Uh, What did uh, Benjamin Disrael say? Never argue in society. Nothing must be discussed. Give only results. And that's what you guys just uh, referenced about those Denver Broncos. Well, I'm going to, we were talking a little bit of parenting and family earlier and, um, you know, we've, we've talked to another podcast about how you guys are like right now with kids in the house, parents, I'm, yep. I'm an, I'm an empty nester, but I've been there. I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Um, and, uh, I personally am not a believer in, uh, in corporal punishment. Um, I, I just, uh, I, I always felt like, um, just, uh, verbal discipline, uh, and, and consistency was uh, almost always good enough, but there was one exception. And I think it show, demonstrates this point here. Do you want me to uh, uh, show our audience the uh, uh, Chi Alpha uh, uh, sorority paddle? My dad, you well, okay. Uh, <laughs> it is hanging right over here, literally. So I, I am going to throw story. that in there, Chris. I am going to tell a story about the one time I hit my son. Okay, uh, and it's a, it's a quick story and it's a short story, but um, it was the one time he hit his sister. They were arguing over the remote about some TV shows, completely stupid. And he didn't hit her hard, but he was like, eh, give me that, you know? <laughs> and so I didn't say a word. I just punched him in the stomach, not very hard, just enough to make the point. And, 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 and he was like, he sort of sputtered a little because he was shocked because I'd never done anything like that before. And the only thing I said to him was, did you like that? <laughs> and he goes, no. And I said, do you think she liked it when you hit her? No. Are you going to do that again? No. <laughs> and that was that. 
So <clears throat> personal story, but I personal think it makes the point. Hopefully, hopefully you don't get any hate from other parents. Michael, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and that's why you should have more than one kid. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> that was very well-timed. Well, you know, we have some other great examples here um, that we don't have to go into detail about Chris, including uh, Kissinger and stuff like that. Did you want to highlight any of those before we talk about the reversal? Let's go to the reversal. Let's go reversal. Verbal argument, here it is, has one vital use in the realm of power, to distract and cover your tracks when you are practicing deception or are caught in a lie. In such cases, it is to your advantage to argue with all the conviction you can muster. Draw the other person into argument to distract them from your deceptive move. When caught in a lie, the more emotional and certain you appear, the less likely it seems that you are lying. Boy, it's a controversial uh, point here, huh, Chris? Is it? I think if we're being honest, anybody who's ever had an emotional argument. Oh, you're lying. Significant number has done that. I mean, what, whether it's, uh, what, whether it's, uh, I mean, I, I de- it doesn't even matter, right? I mean, what are, what, uh, my personal experience is as a heterosexual, but I, I, and I don't, I haven't observed and I don't have any personal knowledge. But I would imagine, uh, and just and I am imagining, but in any kind of close, intimate friend relationship, um, that I. But I think especially one where it's like um, a romantic type relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about. like not not so much like, you know, like Michael and I are really old friends, and I don't know if I've ever really felt that. You know, I, I'm not talking about like people like Michael, right? But 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 somebody like for me, for like my wife or even old girlfriends or anything like that before I was married, I, I think that's that happens all the time if we're being honest to anybody who's ever been in a fight with somebody they care about. We just tend that's just human nature. That's I guess that's what this book is about. What is human nature? It is human nature. Yep. Michael. I, I was just gonna say, I mean, I think the the uh, the obvious reversal on this is is every lawyer who's ever had to be in a courtroom. I mean, (laughs) particularly defense lawyers, but probably in both sides. I mean, you know, when you can't do it by the evidence, you know, when you can't, when you can't Mm -hmm. do it by your actions, which in that case would be proven it by the evidence, you have to do it by your argument that there are, that there are times when, you know, the key to to power there, the, you know, is the reversal is that the only way to win is is you have to do it by, by arguing and, and by, doing it with your words and, and not doing it with your actions when the actions aren't there to back you up, you know, when, when, yeah. when you're in a position when, you know, their example is a con man, you know, there in the book is, you know, he, that's, that's his argument is that, it, you know, every con man who's ever been in that position, right. but it's really just anyone who's ever been in, in a lower position in a situation where you know, you're wrong, you know, then you argue. <laughs> that's right. It. I left my underwear on the floor. I left the toilet seat up. I mean, you, you know, even like whatever little things you might have done. And like Michael said, you know, you're in the wrong and you tend to want to like, oh, look, shiny object. You yeah. know, I mean, there's a there's a without talking about any politics or either side of the case, there's a there's a big maybe the biggest legal case in American history is going on right now. And like Michael just said, the defense side of that case is basically trying to do that. So, yep, yep. Well, and if you're married to or living with or dealing with a narcissist or a compulsive liar, I mean, obviously they are convinced that what they're saying is the truth. So there is no shortage of conviction there from that standpoint, essentially. So uh, very, very interesting reversal there from Mr. I think Green. the way we can use that uh, without just, a, so 
we, we started off talking about like, I mean, I guess it's, it's certainly um, like, I guess it's controversial. Like you said, it's, it's edgy, it's provocative. I mean, but, it, but I, I, you know, I was just kind of being edgy and provocative myself, you know, saying, is it? Um, but I think if we're honest with ourselves, it happens all the time in all kinds of situations, even in slightly less emotional situations, like with uh, a business setting. Uh, like if you've ever been in the position of being uh, a person who is supposed to do a report or something like that, and then, uh, you know, you have a manager or something like that. Uh, that that could come up too because the, the manager might call you out on something and you know you're wrong and uh, you know the, the the common human tactic would be to try and obfuscate and delay and, and do all right. that kind of stuff right and so I think the meaningful way that we can use that is maybe we're the manager in that situation or maybe we're the person in the relationship who isn't in the wrong and I think if we recognize what's going on with the other party then maybe possibly if we don't don't get caught up and and i'm actually going to tease the next uh, episode here because we don't want to get infected right and we got a whole nother podcast coming up about that but it's really easy to get infected with other people and if we realize this dynamic that we're talking about right now maybe just maybe we cannot get entangled and and that that would be uh, p- power we're talking about laws of power right the way we keep power is by keeping our own calm, our own center, our own well-being, and not um, getting caught up in, in that thing that's going on, the obfuscation, the reversal, right? That's right. Good point, Chris. The only question is, are you really being honest with yourself or are you just lying to yourself? little sarcasm and pun intended there, guys, but that's law number nine. Win through your actions never through your argument. And as always, make sure you go to livinglikeabank.com. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Check out some more educational workshops and videos that will empower you to become an epic legacy hero. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning into the show. Please be sure you subscribe on YouTube for the podcast on anchor.fm and follow me on social media at Metalpreneur. If you're ready to talk about building your own bank, use the QR code or go to rebrand.ly slash build a bank. Be sure and join us for the next broadcast as together we learn to live and operate just like the banks do.